How are you? I am not too bad. Good. That's that's good to hear. You had an an eventful an eventful week, I, I see. Um, just judge judging off of your Facebook mentions. No, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> very glad. Yes. That, very glad that we were able to rescue, uh, or you guys were able to rescue, uh, the pup that was exactly that was disappeared because apparently rovers vetting is. Do you want to be a rover? person dear god <laughs> like holy shit do you know how mad i would be if that happened i wasn't even my dog and i was mad <laughs> like i was so upset i was like looking at like how do you how do you take legal action against dog walkers and, like, <laughs> like I, th- you're going down <laughs> i mean especially if you lose someone's dog probably don't go eh fuck it and then just go to work or go to your other job because this is you know also your job that you're being paid for uh, as a service so you don't you don't just like eh, i'm just gonna I'll, I'll figure it out i'll post a couple couple posts so because i know how to find information pretty easily um i he posted two posts like two hours two or three hours after lost the dog going uh, hey can somebody please help me out that's it. I mean, that's it. I don't know. Like, you're just going to sit back and wait, like hope it, hope it works out. Like what was the dude? What was the plan there? I'm just, I'm, I gotta know what his plan was as far as like, I'm, I'm pretty sure the plan was, holy God, I hope somebody finds this dog and brings it back to me before I have to tell them. I'm pretty sure that was the plan. That feels about right. Whoops. Honestly. I mean, so, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what like, is it that you would say you do here? I mean... Yeah, you had, you had one job. And also, you failed at that. So, so I, I don't know, for our, for our listener, listener, listeners, listeners out there, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go with listeners. <laughs> if, they, if they would be so kind, if you have a dog, please let us know. Add us on Twitter <laughs> or anywhere. Let us know. If you have a dog or you're watching someone's dog, when you take that dog outside to go to the bathroom, is the first thing you do remove the collar and harness? Is that is that the first step? Oh. Just just a question. Because I don't I don't think so. I feel like something is wrong there. I, I feel like that's incorrect. I was so mad for your mother in law. <laughs> just on principle alone, I was like yeah. What? Like, how is this? Ha- what is happening? Like, oh man, I was like, that's that, that's fucking up hard. I was big like, mad, hard. Mm. So there's that. But puppy is puppy is returned. Um, mm-hmm. Not by him, um, obviously. <laughs> I know your mother-in-law, and I would not want to return that dog. Apparently she made him cry. (laughs) Did she really? And also, good. Yeah, he kind of (laughs) deserves it. I mean, I I know your that's that's how I read it. I know your mother in law, and I don't ever want to disappoint her. Like, let alone (laughs) make her angry. So, uh, 
look, you lose my dog and then you wait several hours, A, to tell me and B, to try to find it. Like, yeah, I, I also would want to make you cry. So I just I really mean, hope I hope Tallahassee uh, does does really good and helps us find him. Uh, are you are you like what the actual fuck? I believe is the the correct term. What are you? Because I you can't be you can't be a human. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. your first yeah, day was a... this your first day? Like right? Have you it was your have you last done this day? Before? Yeah, I don't I don't think we're gonna have to worry about you doing this ever again pretty sure mm. pretty sure rover's gonna go Ooh, too rich for my blood is mm. mm. the the puppy ate something while she was out and is having some issues uh, from something that she ate while she was out oh no so that sh- should all fall on homeboy <laughs> uh, it's on rover they employed him i mean that's at least how i that's how i view it so that's just me but I well, other, feel other, that is correct. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I know this is not that much of a laughing matter. It's at least nice to start the podcast with a lost dog as opposed to an insurrection at the Capitol. I that mean, is true. That, hey, look, Joe Biden's America. He's bringing it back, man. He's, he's bringing it back. So. It depends on, depends on which news sources you're listening to. Well... I didn't. I didn't lower my flag in honor of Rush Limbaugh this week, so mm. that might. Well, that's good. Might tell you where I'm coming from, to be, to be honest. But because I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I don't think celebrities generally get the, the lowered flag treatment. I mean, it seems strange to me to be like, yeah, uh, yeah, we had a celebrity die, so we're gonna lower the flag. I mean, I could see it like for maybe like a guy like Gary Sinise. I mean, Gary Sinise seems to really give back to the military community. Like <laughs> someone who actually gave back, really like gives of himself. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like the the flag being lowered generally should be reserved for like politicians and like military things and like not Rush Limbaugh. Civil, civil rights issues and like. Things where the country is all mourning, as opposed to a guy just who's one like, side. <laughs> I really hate liberals. It just one one random. I hate liberals. Racist. Like <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe honoring uh, that guy sends the wrong message. It's 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 don't possible. worry. It's cancel. It's all cancel culture. That's it. That's it. It's got to be cancel culture. Totally not the consequences of your actions. Totally not. Totally not. Yeah. Oh, turns out. Turns out. Yeah. Like I, like I said last week, uh, you know, can't cancel culture uh, apparently killed him. Mm. <laughs> so there's one point for cancel culture. Good job, <laughs> well done, cancel culture. <laughs> Canceled Rush Limbaugh entirely, forever. We're not gonna root for death, but no, I not mean... root, not root for it. But I mean, if it like like I said, I think we did this last week. If it happens, <laughs> couldn't it happen to a nicer person. <laughs> You know? <laughs> hey, look, if you spend your whole life saying fuck you to everybody else, don't be surprised when people say fuck you back. Like, I mean, yeah, when when they're not sad that you're no longer around mm-hmm. to, you know, to denigrate everyone who doesn't think exactly the same as you. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But, well, indeed, indeed. <laughs> 
I think on that cheerful note, welcome uh, to House of Nerd. Welcome to House of Nerd. Exactly. We are sponsored tonight by Manifest Barrel Rested Gin. You know, I am... we're not heavily sponsored. We're just minorly sponsored. Well, that's good. I have to say, um, I am once again recording from the Podcast South Studios. The exact same place that I recorded last week's podcast. Ooh, with and, with all new internet? And internet is back. Woo. And guess what? It will be the same place that I record next week's podcast from. Um, right. Because <laughs> it will be here again um, <laughs> for the sixth week in a row. Um, but I have, to, I have to admit, the internet works tonight. So I have less complaints. So... Do you, you know. do you also have a sponsor or are you, are you, again, are you again unsponsored? I am. I am sponsored. You're going to laugh. Um, but Bud Light. yes, this nice. hotel, this hotel wonderfully has a happy hour and a free happy hour at that. Well, there we um, go. Which I would say uh, you gotta, you gotta really figure out this whole, like, Hey, I need to bring my own like BYOB uh, on these, on these trips. That's, that's how I roll on my trips. So I, was I probably surprised. Should have. I probably should have. Well, I went to Costco this weekend, and they had proof uh, the A five O was back in um, nice. was back on sale, and I was like, "Well, I mean, it's on sale. It would be irresponsible <laughs> of me not to buy it." So, exactly. I was I was very pleased about that. Very pleased. But well, before we before we dive into tonight's episode. Um, I do. I do want to talk to you about a little bit of news that came out this week, um, and it's Star Wars related. So we're we're gonna divert from the the pop culture piece here for just a second. Um, I, there was an article that released this week, or there was a I don't know if it's an article, but there was a tease this week about a live action Ezra Bridger casting that may or may not have happened already. Indeed. Um, it's not so, the person we were hoping for. No, it's not. And that is disappointing. But I feel like this is a nod to our very first episode of the podcast in which one of us did say that this entire show is a giant Aladdin uh, <laughs> note, uh, a tip of the cap to. Um, he, is, so, he is one step ahead of the breadline. <laughs> he is. Uh, Mina Masood who is best known for headlining 2019 uh, Disney's Aladdin is reportedly the top choice to be, or to play the character of Ezra Bridger in the upcoming show, Ahsoka. Um, what, it is a little strange to me. Cause I mean, at least based on time frame, like what, what time frame are we looking at? Cause he's, I feel like he's too young to be a, you know, to, to be in the timeline that we think he is. So that's actually a great point, and I probably should have done some research beforehand, but let's just... I'm curious, what is the actual timeline from the Battle of Yavin to the destruction of the Second Death? Oh, well, that's that's no longer valid. The Battle of the AB, ABY and BBY is, uh, is gone. I don't know if you saw that article. I did it's see been, that. It's been destroyed in the worst way possible, just like everything else. Cancel Dear Disney God. Plus. Cancel it all. Burn it all down. Well... Gina Carano is Bay. Uh, are we going to do this again? Are, Maybe. are we going to do? Are we going to do this again? No, that was it. That? Okay. There, yeah. there was there was more since she was uh, interviewed. Since her and Ben Shapiro had their had their interview. 
I couldn't I couldn't stomach his voice long enough to listen to the whole thing. And it was like an hour and an hour and ten minutes. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna listen to this like pandering shit show for the next hour of my life that I will never get back. Yeah. I was I hoping someone see... would have some commentary I could read. <laughs> <laughs> she did didn't she already do an interview? And then I saw something where it was like Gina Carano breaks her silence, gives her first interview, and I'm like she I think this that. was this was it. This was the interview. Okay. Like that they were they were talking about like this is the Ben Shapiro tell all, which I'm sure is 100 percent accurate because Ben Shapiro doesn't have any kind of lean at all. He's yeah. he's neutral. Well, maybe. Okay. Well, I'd say carbon neutral, but he's definitely not that either. He doesn't believe in that. No, global warming um, is fake. All right, so here we go. <laughs> all right, so. Sorry about all the cynicism, y'all. <laughs> that's okay. That's what we. That's what we come for. So from from the end of Rebels, which takes place approximately, let's say, six months to a year prior to the Battle of Yavin, it is four years, reportedly, according to Wikipedia, from the Battle of Yavin to the Battle of Endor. So Ezra would age four years from his age at the end of the series. I don't know. I mean, Mina Masood could pull that off. He's he's kind of young. I mean, I I don't want to go into like spoiler territory, but we don't know the time frame of the end of Rebels. They're they've kind of been very very ambiguous. I'm sure to leave storytelling open, but been very ambiguous about that whole like the you know, the epilogue essentially about what what time does that occur. Yeah, and I guess you would assume that Ahsoka takes place post that epilogue. That's I mean, that's kind of the that's the assumption, and I mean, it could be like, does that take place? Like, is when we saw Ahsoka in Mandalorian, is that post? You know, post Rebels. Uh, mm-hmm. We definitely got to put a spoiler tag on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I'm trying to be like very cagey, but just in case, I don't want to just like destroy it for anybody. But they've been they've been very. I guess I guess we all know we know Ahsoka is in here and that she's she's with us for a little while. But mm-hmm. yeah, we don't we don't know what the time frame is for that particular ending like scene. So I've I've seen various theories that it's like that maybe it's before maybe it's after um like mandalorian maybe it's before maybe it's after a new hope um that kind of thing maybe it's even after you know nine i oh that's interesting they've they've left it very very open and i am sad that we're not on like season four so we can't talk about why (laughs) why Mm -hmm. that why all of this makes sense (laughs) but but we'll get there we're we're again we're rapidly approaching you know the halfway point i still say we're rapidly approaching the halfway point of the series um god i i want to get there because I'm excited about the end of the year with what we know is coming. And we know we're going to get more Mando. We know we're going to get the Book of Boba Fett. We don't know in what order, um, but I... uh, I mean, I'm I'm ready to get to the end of the year. It's not solely for Star Wars. It's just because, fuck, 2021 so far, too. Jesus. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to actually be pro-2021 for just a second. Um, And just (laughs) personally, like, 2020 was a fucking terrible year, but 2021... I'm just going to say, so far in 2021, we've gotten the return of G4, 
which for me is a huge <laughs> deal. It is a huge deal. We've also gotten the return of uh, EA Sports' NCAA college football. Also, yes, I do need that to come out. Deal. Is that July? Please come out in July. They're or saying June. That, that potentially, that won't be this year, but it could be potentially next no. year. No, no. <laughs> Tell them now. We need it now. Well, they have a <sighs> lot. They have a lot to add. And, give, us, and just, give us one more year before, or so Florida State can be good again. That's, that's it. One more year. And I'm fine with that. Okay. But... So we have an announcement of a game. So 2022 is really what I'm looking at for a good yeah. year. Okay. But I mean, cool. like, look, <laughs> let's let's be honest. Like that was that was a huge announcement for for both of us. I, I'm going to be honest. Like for at least I had... four people involved in this friend group. <laughs> well, I maybe had... maybe three. It's it's Go more Navy. likely three. <laughs> <laughs> I we had we used to play college football. That was our that was our game in college. So, that was it. I mean, that we would play that shit until like three o'clock in the morning. And now, broken controllers, broken windows, broke like just fury. <laughs> there was a broken window at one point, I think. And I, I broke my I, controller. I will admit, I mean, when you beat the number one team in the country as Old Miss, and then they return a kickoff on the last play of the game with one second to go, and it's the freaking Florida Gators. I mean, that window had it coming. So it did. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. At least that. one of the two pains needed to get needed to get got. <laughs> you know what the best part about that is? Is that I'm Fuck pretty Jackson sure. properties? <laughs> I'm fairly certain I just sort of brushed the glass out of there and we never said anything about that. And they never did, they never deal, did anything about it. No, they didn't so. do anything about the couch in the ditch either. So. <laughs> oh, oh, That's a shout goodness. out to our brother from up north. <laughs> man oh oh it's already a much better episode than this than last week honestly (laughs) i had a chance to uh to listen to last week's episode i just want to apologize to the people who have listened to that already because we'll now call you debbie instead of scholar (laughs) that was not a good episode of this podcast i'm gonna be honest like it's not indicative of the quality that we have uh, (laughs) hell no we've come to we've come to expect from this Hell no. That was what if not we're doing a good here? episode. <laughs> that was a terrible episode. But Tell us what you think on Twitter. <laughs> For the love of God. Please, please talk we're to lo- us. We're lonely. <laughs> well, <laughs> not that cheerful note. <laughs> Is she ready to dive into tonight's episode? Ah, uh, Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. What else could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight... We're here to talk about. I think we're back on track. I'm gonna. I'm gonna admit. I think we're back on track tonight. We're mm-hmm. here to talk about season two, episode nine of Star Wars Rebels, entitled "Stealth Strike." Um, and I, for one, freaking love this episode. I think I, we. Are... I think this is the corner you've been. This is one of the corners you've been waiting for after the after the multiple episodes of the whole like I hate clones drama. I think oh, this is man. what you've been waiting for. Oh man, this this episode. Like I love you, my friend. <laughs> that was uh, all right. So let's get the particulars out of the way. Directed by uh, Brad Rao and written by Matt Misinovich. Um, this episode's official description is: When the Empire uses a powerful new weapon to capture Ezra and Commander Sato, Rex and Kanan must put aside their differences to save their friends. Uh, first impressions, uh, Snark. This episode is outstanding. 
Like, no joke. I, I just like the ship. Like, I, I based one of my Armada fleets around this, around a couple of these ships, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so... I didn't have Chopper to get in my way, though. So, uh, that ship, like, when they, when they reintroduced... Obviously, I think we're both talking about the Interdictor cruiser. Yes. When they... Uh, so the one of the very first books I read in Star Wars, and I know I go on and on about Rogue Squadron, but like when you read Rogue Squadron, they introduce in the expanded universe the Interdictor Cruiser, or at least it was the Interdictor's first uh, introduction for me. Say Interdictor introduction several times fast and see what happens there. Um, don't, don't try this at home, kids. I freaking love this ship. I think this is one of the coolest ships in the Star Wars universe. I mean, it's the perfect foil for, like, running away into hyperspace and just be like, no, no, you're not going anywhere. We're actually going to pull you at, back out of hyperspace. I think it's phenomenal. Like, it, it is definitely, definitely a cool ship. I just... Uh, and it was a delight to paint. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was so much fun. Like, I have a very specific theme that I do for my Empire ships. Um, but adding a adding a lot of red kind of into mm-hmm. into subtly into the ships, and this one was just it it looks awesome. Like maybe maybe at some point I'll you know get my Instagram up and running so I can get my painting painting business going. I've I've done a couple of pay for paints, and <laughs> a couple of paid paint jobs, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I need to get get up there so I can get some stuff out there so I can paint more. <laughs> Like I need, I, I need an excuse to paint more. Pay me money I to think paint. we need to. I think we need to share that on the uh, on our Twitter. We we have a <laughs> moderate Twitter 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 family. At least us. at least ten people that aren't bots. I think so. I think more than that. Truthfully, there's there's several that are not bots. But uh, no, I I, I agree. Go ahead. I, I agree. There's a lot that aren't bots. We appreciate all each and every one of you. We, I did actually. Uh, I did actually post on TikTok. I posted a comment on someone's Star Wars. Uh, they had they had like the Star Wars. You know, Luke, his character arc was it actually made sense. Like it was, and I'm like, holy shit! We just talked about this like two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Like so, I posted posted on there like, um, you guys should listen to that House of Nerd. This guy's pretty spot on. <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we have any TikTok followers um, that, that show up for this. Right. If you do, tweet us because we don't have a TikTok. <laughs> we don't, and the world is grateful for that. It, I, I will... it is. Nobody wants to see like these two voices or faces for radio. <laughs> I'll admit, TikTok is the <laughs> one thing that I, I I think it's my you know get off my lawn, you old man moment. But I don't get TikTok. I I don't get it at all. It's I amazing. do enjoy I enjoy the TikToks that you send. Are they TikToks? Is that how you say yes. that? Yes, I, I, I sound very old. Good. I sound very <laughs> old right now. Well, I will say we we have seen a little bit of a spike recently. We appreciate everyone who has joined us. Um, those of you that are making your way through our back catalog, hopefully you you do make it to this part. And you can hear us say we appreciate you um, as well. But um, because we do, we do, we do, we, we genuinely do enjoy. I think we I've sent you several times this week. Look at we have some <laughs> look, new listeners. Look, there's people. People, people like us. They won't tell us they do, but they like us. We know you're out there. We, and you don't, we do. We don't. Well, we, we think you're out there. We assume you're out there. 
somebody is out there. Somebody's out there talking. Something is listening. Right. It, it's either the Cylons or <laughs> or something is out there listening to us. But yeah, I'm, I'm like I, I'm like off the rails, so I apologize for being off the rails for y'all. That's okay. <laughs> I think we're both excited to be back and be happy about an episode because this episode. After I, I agree with you, I think after last the last two weeks, I think I remember feeling last week of like just making it about halfway through recapping the episode and just going, eh, I really don't. I mean, there's nothing to value at here. And boy, right. I couldn't be more wrong about value add with this episode. This this is, I mean, character growth galore. We get more about several characters. That pterodactyl is really not happy in the background, it sounds like. Um, she is... Okay, so she is actually three rooms away from where I am right now. Oh my god. So if that gives you an idea of the level, <laughs> like the decibel level, like my watch is, uh, my, you know, the Apple Watch will let you know if you're in a loud environment. It mm-hmm. frequently is like, you're in a loud environment, you should stop. And I'm like, fuck you, watch, I want to stop. Like, <laughs> like, that, like are you kidding me? Like, stop That's reminding my it's like child. It's like when my watch tells me to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, never in the history of anyone has someone telling me to calm down made me calm down. Like, ever. Like, I think we've covered that too. But mm-hmm. ne- never. Like, get the fuck out of here. Well, this week, anyway. <laughs> we joined the episode. We joined the episode in action. I think, you know, Revel's gotten pretty famous for doing this, if I remember correctly. But, like, we would just jump into sh- the show... And it felt like the show had been going on for five or six minutes. And then all of a sudden, like, you got to get caught up as to what's happening. Which is I really like the way they did. Yeah, I really like the way they did this this week. Um, so we jump in and Ezra and Commander Sato are on board the Phoenix home, the new Phoenix home. Um, and they are out. They're on their way to the Del Zenith system to find out what's going on with the disappearance of one of their patrols. I'm going to stop here real quick because... This felt a little surprising to me that we would send like a rebel cruiser to find out what happened to a patrol. Like presumably that's like a starfighter or a handful of starfighters, and we're sending a cruiser after it. I, I felt maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of depends. Uh, it, I mean, they don't. Knows, they don't specify. They don't, they don't have a. Yeah, we don't know exactly what got lost. They don't have a lot of stuff in general, mm-hmm. so it's. It's like, oh, uh, okay, like maybe maybe they are important enough, and we don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're right. There's not a lot of ships in this fleet at this point, but so I it's did like, like everything matters. I I really like, I like how it, this episode, the B storyline to me is Sato and Ezra. I mean, because Ezra, it's clear to me that Sato doesn't want Ezra there from the beginning. And he's, you know, the wisecracking kid. And like, you know, I was told right. he'd be able to offer something. Like so far, you're not offering anything. To which I would I would kind of point out, we're still in hyperspace. So like, I can't offer anything until we actually get somewhere. <laughs> um, but he does, he does, Ezra does point out almost, you know, immediately prior to being pulled out of hyperspace that something is going on. Um, and, you know, the, the, the ghost or the Phoenix home realizes they're about to be interdicted by this giant rebel ship and they get off kind of a quick distress symbol uh, signal, um, yeah, but the, not enough to tell everybody. 
is they they don't know what's they don't know what's happening right now like this is this is as as yet unknown ship like they don't know what's going on which actually is kind of interesting seeing watching this episode after starting to read the new high republic novel so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm like 40 percent into it and i i mean i don't want to give there's like a hyper an issue with hyperspace that things are being pulled out of hyperspace for no reason is kind of where where i'm at like we they don't know what something's wrong with hyperspace so it's it's interesting to see that and then see this episode and go oh well they don't maybe they just maybe something they're like oh this is like way back when we something just pulled us out of hyperspace and we don't know why maybe the lane wasn't proper or or, you know something happened so it's it's just interesting to kind of see see that parallel you know being where i am in the the high republic mythos absolutely are you still enjoying the High high republic book so far it is it is good um i'm having i mean it's not quite i guess we can we can cover the the high republic at the end of this um, mm. but okay. yeah we'll put a pin in it we'll come we'll come back if you want to hear hear more about some initial impressions of high republic feel free to stick around after the credits we'll come back <laughs> yeah so so we immediately get this jump set i think what i like the most about this episode is like shit is happening like we are not dilly-dallying around anymore and like we get this jump cut to now we're back on the ghost and you know Hera is in charge and i think it's it's interesting to see how quickly Hera has just sort of made herself from the leader of the ghost crew to she is a legitimate like rebel leader now like Hera knows what the hell is up and you don't tell her no you don't like you just fall in line and you see the way her crew responds to her i really appreciate like it feels earned it, it, you know like you remember the character Abed on Community and how I, he would always I do. He would always talk about like things being earned and about how story story would have to be. You can't just like you can't just give me things for things' sake. You have to have you have to have me invested. You have to make me believe that this is actually real and that it it should happen this way. And I'll be damned if this this didn't feel earned that Hera is the one who's making the call and Hera knows what's up and we're going and we're doing this. And now she's, shut up and she's commander of Phoenix squadron. Mm-hmm. And yeah, her, her shutting down uh, Kanan was like, Hmm. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's in, she's in charge, which, no, Hey, wait, yeah. shouldn't somebody have a problem with a strong female character? Anyway, <laughs> no, just Ray Scott no, she's a, she's a Twilight, so she doesn't count. It's only white, or it's only human. Yeah, you know, not not necessarily mm-hmm. white, but o- only human female characters. That's who we have problems with. Got it. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm now, trying now to put gonna... some hot takes, so maybe someone will fucking talk to us. Uh, we're right. gonna come back. No, <laughs> I, I think I, I also agree. Blocked out the bullshit with Ray online. Like I think every time I open up Facebook, one of these groups, it's yep. people talking about how Ray is the dumbest guy. Look, I did just see a new a new post today that was like, "Hey, maybe we should rename this uh, the Star Wars group to uh, I hate everything Star Wars." <laughs> like, I mean, like we appreciate good writing, and I'm like, well, yeah, it just depends on uh, what you're looking for if it's good writing or not, Brosif. Look, some things, and to be fair, if we're going to talk about things being earned. I, I can agree that to some extent the new trilogy didn't necessarily earn all of the choices that it made. 
but I don't think that that's necessarily, I don't think it didn't earn all of the choices it made. I mean, yeah, I, we're, like we're we definitely, said multiple times, we're 100% going to have to like do special episodes for the, like the actual movies. Yes, we will. Like for sure. So I, I have a, I have a plan, I believe for that. Um, I need to talk to you about that, but we will, I think <laughs> sounds, we need to. Sounds good. <laughs> So back to the back to the episode. Um, so we learn that Sabine knows immediately what is going on because the rebels don't don't really have a clue why these ships are being pulled out of hyperspace. I guess this is you know happened before, obviously with the patrol and now with the the, the go, uh, Phoenix home. And Sabine knows what this is. Um, and it seems interesting to me that a cadet would know like about a secret project going on with gravity wells. It is. Not, uh, I so okay. I I saw this okay. and I was like, oh man, like this this feels real to me that it's you know the the scuttlebutt like the you you hear these rumors like oh hey I heard back at the academy they were going to do this really awesome thing, like and they were developing this thing like it's it is I can I can vouch for it that is that is standard like hearing no kidding like hearing stuff at when I went to basic training in 2011, hearing stuff and going, huh, well, that's interesting. And then you see it and you're like, oh, there it is. Like you're hearing, oh, we're developing this sweet new fighter jet that's going to be able to like be stealth and do this, all this stuff. And, and they're like, um, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. And then <laughs> the F-22 happens and, you, and you're like, oh, okay. So the fact that there's some scuttlebutt about like, at the academy about this like you know cool new new toy that's going to be coming out that they were just testing and they were just starting to to work on um, back in back when she was in in the academy like that that makes it makes so much sense to me and it sounds it feels and sounds so authentic okay. um, that i'm like this is this is 100 correct this is how things are this is how things are done <laughs> for sure why we this is why we love our snark folks. Not only does he bring the snark, but he also brings the wealth of knowledge <laughs> with him when he, he just knowledge and drops it marks. on the table. <laughs> dropped it on the table right there and said, No, scholar, you are wrong. This is how the military so works. I, I I mean not necessarily wrong. It it's like that it's not something that you would necessarily know or have experience with. Well, I think now that I, I'm not having heard you say that, I think it does make a little bit more sense. But so I, I did, I think you touched on this already, so we're not going to spend too much time on here. But having Hera overrule a Kanan here, I think it's interesting that, that the Jedi is not the one who's leading the, the charge here. You know, that's all we've ever seen in Star Wars is the Jedi is the one who leads. I mean, barring Han Solo or, you know, Abra Akbar. Um, Jedi is always the one out in front telling people what to do. And it's like that old leadership connotation of, you know, you get people to, to, to follow you by leading by example. And Hera is not that style of leader in this moment. I mean, she's 100% the one who will go out and fight and go with you. But in this moment, she knows what she needs. And she needs a Jedi and she needs a Stormtrooper. Right. Um, and, I mean, so here's our A storyline, right, is we are going to have... Rex's Rex and Kanan's, you know, 
little drama feud is going to come to a head in this episode. And it is time that we resolve it, this shit. At least Kanan's. Yeah. Because Rex, well, I, I don't feel like Rex gives a shit. Rex is like, he, he's, he seemed like on board beforehand. I mean, five episodes ago when he's like, hey, sweet, a Jedi. And it's, it's been Kanan who's kind of, I mean, I guess to be, to be fair, Kanan's on the, I've, I've been wronged side of this argument. So fair. it makes, it makes sense that he would be the one to continue to have some issues and continue to struggle with this, this whole, like, um, these clones killed my friends, um, kind of thing, which kind of also gets addressed here. Like he, he says, Oh, well, he's just a stormtrooper. And they're like, Mm-mm, Nope. Like not, <laughs> not a storm, not a stormtrooper. Clone. Like I wouldn't be caught dead in that bullshit armor. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I, and it, it's like, no, I'm not one of them. Like, I don't think you get it yet. I'm not one of them. And he keeps you know, he keeps hammering it into him. So I don't I don't even think it's a two way. It's not a two way argument. It's it's literally like Kanan keep still has this problem, and I still think it makes sense that he has the problem. Uh, but he Rex has stayed pretty consistent, like trying to reach out and trying to make sure that he's bridging that gap, which is also kind of cool to see. And I know some of that is like subtext and it's a little read between the lines. That's not necessarily overtly like, I want to be your friend. Um, (laughs) But him going, Hey, yeah, let's do this. Like, I got it. You don't like me, but let's do this. Like, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, I I did like, I I liked a lot this, I guess not, not to pile on here, but just kind of slightly change the subject a little bit, but I I like how Rex keeps bringing up how crappy the armor is. Um, (laughs) Cause I know, I know we've talked about this before, but like, I think it's interesting. And I, and I, I guess it made me question the second I heard him say that was like, did they change the armor? Did they make it less, you know, less armored because it was more efficient or more cost savings to do that. Um, and that's why, you know, some of these stormtroopers are such shit. Um, it's because their armor is, you know, not effective whatsoever. I think it's, um, it's part of that. And it's part of like the, uh, I, I would say, I don't know canon wise what the like actual answer for, for that would be, but I would imagine it's, it's getting you know even more mass produced now. Like they're you know doing things a little bit different, but also a little bit of like he took pride in his clone clone trooper armor. Like that's his uniform. He he's mm-hmm. like no, that's my uniform. He's like that's what I stand for. I stand like he said like he says near the end of this episode. Like I stand for the republic, not your empire. And Boy, that what a scene that was. Whew, it's I so mean... I'm like chills. It was so good. And <laughs> that was a scene. So he's in he's in his like he. It's like I'm I'm wearing someone else's uniform, even if this is really the same, it, the same group. Similar. Technically, like similar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Yes, this was the Republic, but then the uh, you know Chancellor Palpatine has transitioned to, to this great empire that's ruling this galaxy with you know love and affection and all that bullshit. Uh, Shut up, yeah. Dick. None of that's true. We <laughs> so, all know that. So it's it's kind of I feel like it's kind of like that. That it's it's a he's putting on someone else's uniform. And I've I've been in that situation as well. Even even with the aging airframe that I work with, you're like, no, this is the best. This is the greatest, the greatest aircraft we have ever seen. 
in the history of aircraft. And it's like this, this thing is from, you know, the seventies. There's, there's better, more advanced stuff, but it's like, no, this is mine. Like, this is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Like, I feel like that's, that's kind of what's going on with him, him like shitting on the armor a little bit is this is like, this isn't my armor. Like, this isn't the, it's, it's not as, it's not as good because it's not mine. I have to tell you, um, <laughs> because you'll get a kick out of this. Do you, you triggered me there. <laughs> there are uh, many like it. So I'm, uh, yes. So I'm educating today on this new product and I'm handing out, everybody's getting this, this thing, we'll call it the, you know, thing. And I'm handing them out and I go, every, every one of these is, is unique. And I want you to kind of acknowledge this is yours. There are many like them, look at them all on the desk, but this one belongs to you. And this was, it was a group of younger, younger individuals. And um, they're looking back at me and I can see, like there was some like boy this guy's lame like one per- one some... person recognized it <laughs> one older guy in the back corner of the, of the room looked at me and i you know we're wearing masks but i swear to god you know when you can see someone smile with their eyes yeah. this dude was looking at me and i'm like you get it it's called you get what it's I called smizing i i taught a group of people that i taught last week i taught them about smizing Oh man, I we we had a moment where we were like, "Yep, we know what's happening here." That is a great movie, and that's a great quote. Yes, um, at us but... on Twitter if you know what that is from. <laughs> please talk to <laughs> us, please. We're so we're so lonely. <laughs> so back to back to this interaction. <laughs> so we do get introduced to this character, this new character, um, this Admiral Brom Titus, who. This throwaway, this throwaway interaction between Sato um, and Ezra, I'm only bringing this up because they do mention that they are members of something called the Corporate Alliance, which to this point, and it, it still made me question um, when this happened. So I'm only bringing it up because I want to talk about this and nerd out for just a second. But um, the Corporate Alliance was something that was acted during the final days of the Galactic Republic. Um it was something that was part of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, um, which, if you remember, was something that was the group that had rebelled against the, the Republic. So in my head, right, I'm thinking the Corporate Alliance has rebelled against the Republic. And these guys know, I mean, Sato and, and Bridger are more willing to say we're part of the secessionist movement than we are you know, actual rebels. I was like, that's that's got to say something. They know how wanted they are in this moment. Right. Um, and I think that was interesting that not not like, oh, my God, groundbreaking. But I just like that kind of level of like nerddom where you insert nerd into nerdy TV show and you're like, look it up. You'll remember <laughs> that was a throwaway line in like uh, Attack of the Clones. You know, I don't I don't know. Right. I, just, I really appreciated that. I thought that was really good. Um so moving down here, we, we learn as we're moving through this episode, we do get a really heavy dosage of Rex and Kanan. And I think it was at this point that I realized like this was the this is the, the point of this episode is that we are going to finally for once and for all hash out this nonsense between the two of them. And, you know, we get a little bit of fat jokes about Rex. And wearing the armor. <laughs> I thought that was great. It's funny how in a great episode, 
the jokes even seem better. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it's the same it's kind of a dumb joking. joke, but it's like, okay, yeah, that's pretty funny. It was funny. I mean, it was it was funny. And like, you go back, you jump back and forth between, you know, the when Bridger's talking to the the stormtroopers. And how he's telling them, like, oh, hey, don't worry. When I escape, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> and that this, was this scene. Uh, that was ahead, nice. Like, that that was fantastic. Uh, we actually rebounded a couple times. Like, um, my wife was sitting in the kitchen, like, not not entire. Like, she's like, okay, fine. We can watch your, your thing. Like, you've suffered through some of the Bachelor with me. Um, <laughs> which she's like, this is garbage. Uh, just, just for the record. She's like, this is a garbage show. Uh, but Rebels is good uh, mm-hmm. that I didn't think she was paying attention. She's like, can you rewind that? I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I love your wife. She's the best. I'm like, yes. Uh, like I, yeah. I need to rewind that too. And, get, mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, I missed it again. What did he say? Like, Oh, I'm not going to hurt you. She's like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just the confidence that this kid. Yeah. I mean, you think about like, he's now been training that. for a while, which I thought was interesting. Cause we haven't, you know, we talked about we're seeing some of the training and seeing him kind of suck at life training, and now he's like, "No, nah, you guys are you guys are child's play now." Like, I'm I, he's like, "I've escaped several times." I'm like, mm-hmm. I I thought Sada's comment of, "Well, that's not very reassuring," was pretty <laughs> pretty funny because that implies that um, I don't care you if you've escaped, caught. you keep getting caught. Yeah, and I'm with exactly. you, the guy who keeps getting caught. Awesome, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that was that was funny, but he he does some he does some good work. And like cutting them down and that they're cutting down the the blasters and the guy's like, Oh shit, this is a Jedi and I've never come come in front of this and is just sitting on the floor like with his hands raised, going, Please don't kill me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that is very that is very interesting. I there's a lot here. I mean, there's a lot that I I mean, you get the interactions with Kanan and and Kanan and Rex when they're on the ship approaching the the star destroyer they're on the courier ship approaching the star destroyer you get the call back to the clone wars where you talk about cody commander cody yep. and commander rex inventing the emergency protocols and you know you get the bit the the little the the funniest side where i'll say you know, for the for the twitter followers that won't follow us commander cody and captain rex that's true I'm sorry that is I just, true. just just in case that would be the one thing that people would go like, oh, these dumbasses on Twitter. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> They're like, come on, talk to us elsewhere. Anyway. <laughs> but you get the you get this interaction with, you know, when they're on board when they're on board the Star Destroyer and they're talking to the officer and when Kanan has to come up with the numbers on the fly and his you know, he says Rex has got hyper hyperlane sickness or hyperspace sickness <laughs> and he spouts out the numbers about going to the commissary and the officer's like that's the last place I would take him. I'm like, that's so good. Like that's the writing. It just makes me feel like if the last two episodes had slightly different storylines, I'd feel far different about them. Yes. Um, but or or even if they were spread out a little bit more, where you get the the like one shots of each mm-hmm. character a little bit spread out, and then like <laughs> move the story move the story forward to two three episodes, and then okay, let's get another one shot. Because there's no re- there's no reason last episode couldn't have been in you know three episodes from now, like Absolutely it's just a, a pause. Like it, I don't I don't think we see the I don't think we see the B wing. Like we could you could have spread it out or organized it a little bit differently, just separate them. But but I mean it's I guess and some of it is 
you know, that when I was a kid watching TV, when I was younger in our college days, I used to watch a lot of British television. I get really disappointed that great British shows only would have seven or eight episodes. <laughs> Three. <laughs> yeah. And you get so frustrated because you get in like the, the British TV, the Sherlock's, the Misfits, the I mean, stuff coupling. like that was the coupling were great shows, but you'd only get five or six episodes. And you look at American TV that's and why, the stuff that you... That's why Netflix uh, bought Black Mirror. Oh my god. So good. But I mean, you get American TV, you get 24 and sometimes 26, 30 minute episodes. And Too now, many. watching them with the benefit of, of some hindsight, I mean, I think to me, like watching WandaVision, right? Or, or Falcon and Winter Soldier is scheduled to come out in like a week and a half. I cannot wait. We're kind of taking the British television route that yes. we're, we're able to do that now. I was just saying a cool thing about like the music industry that the length of songs is dictated by the technology that you have. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of interesting to see like that between the marketing and how, you know, the, how the money behind either the music or behind TV works that dictates the length. Well, now with Netflix, it's like, well, we're going to get your 10, 12 bucks a month anyway. So we're going to just do what we want. We're going to tell mm-hmm. a story how we want. Cause we can like what are you what are you gonna do like it doesn't matter we don't need the you're not gonna cut it yeah you're not gonna stop watching netflix like you know you won't and we know you won't so So it's interesting to see how technology is kind of dictated in the way way we consume media has now dictated how stories are being told in this i i mean i heard i've heard like the 2000s or like the golden age of tv like i don't know i think it's now like where everyone's able to tell stories exactly how they want they don't have to be slaves to the the money behind it necessarily i could i could say a few years ago though when game of thrones was really in stride and you had like things like the leftovers on hbo you go back to like the sopranos and the wire Mm -hmm. and like there is (laughs) there's very good television but that's also we're not talking about network television either that Netflix has kind of replaced the network television. Networks has uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu have kind of they have replaced the the status quo of it all. Yes. Yeah. Like it's a it's just a paradigm shift, essentially. But we're seeing we're seeing like these episodes are you know meant to drive ad revenue really and sell toys, Mm. but. So they could have moved them around a little bit, but it's still excellent television. And you see the development of the characters and you see the development of the, even the writing through this, through, I mean, from Clone Wars to this, to Mandalorian, you see the evolution of the writing and it's just gotten mm-hmm. so much tighter. It's gotten better too. I mean, that's that, I think that's what you're saying. Tighter aspect to it. It's absolutely better. Yeah. It's, it's, it's telling the story exactly how it, how it's supposed to be it's like we were getting mandalorian episodes at like 26 minutes or 22 minutes and then Mm. 40 minutes and it's like this is the story that we have to tell for this chapter at the end some chapters are shorter than the others and Mm. these there's some there's some filler because it's like well now we have 24 episodes and we've got like we've got to write for these number of episodes and for this time block and it's like they'd kind of figured it out from clone wars because there's there is a a shit ton of filler in clone wars like oh, there yeah. is so much, which is which is why I maintain that I 
that this is a better show because there is there is less filler, but it's still it's still there to some extent. And Mandalorian, it's like all killer, no filler. Absolutely, to, nicely to done. To quote some Sum Forty One. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I had to throw well, it in I there. Think, I think that's what's interesting on on episodes like this. We are so so enthralled in what's going on. It's always interesting that we get into these philosophical, you know, philosophical debates about TV and what it can be and what it what it should be. And I just, I mean, you think about like this this episode, right? So like, it's another one where from, nothing happens, but there's so much that happens. <laughs> like, there is. It's so very much. simple. You get this, like, you get the the evolution of Ezra as a person, as a rebellion figure. I mean, he's showing Sato like. I, I belong like I mean right. that scene where he where he he tells Sato don't worry I've got this and you know you get to see Sato say don't worry he's got this like that the awe like the the hey don't worry about things like we've got this we've got a Jedi on our side like we're we're good we're golden and I just I. I it brings back a little bit of the awe of the Luke Skywalker of the like the, you know, we can be outnumbered 130 to one. It doesn't matter. We've got a Luke and, and Luke's going to fix things. And in this case, we've got, you know, an Ezra and Ezra is using his little bullshit stun lightsaber. <laughs> it's it's growing on me. I'm not going to lie. It reminds me watching us now reminds me so much of why why it grew on me and why i did yeah. appreciate like this this actually really does work very well and so I, I, just... I like the ones that we're enthralled with because they're not it's not a straight recap point for point like mm-hmm. la- last week it's like okay yeah this happened this happened okay cool like we're done with this episode now mm-hmm. there's so much like they're they're still not not a lot that actually happens, but there's so much like deep subtext in some of these episodes. Like you see more of the hubris of the empire mm-hmm. in this one, which is super interesting to watch. It's uh, interesting. It's still like, what are they going to do? Where the Imperial Navy? Like, okay, Callus. Like, it's interesting to see t- the, the rivalry between Titus and Callus here in this episode too, because you know, you get this moment where where Titus wants to show up Callus, and if you've read any of the Spawn books or if you've, you've been involved in the new, you know, the new expanded universe, you know exactly what that is and where what what that's all about is the, you know, like the the backbiting and the, the internal griefing that's happening with the Empire and like the, the man's own hubris is what leads to his downfall, and it's just it's it it's a hundred percent his fault yeah he's uh, just a kid uh, okay well i mean it's a, just a kid that ends up destroying your freaking right he's owned he's owned callus multiple times so callus is like dude <laughs> pay attention <laughs> don't don't let him own you too and you're like no i do what i want okay all right moron but i i do think we need to spend some time on the the Titus and Rex interactions because you kind of talked about it already. Mm-hmm. This, I think, this just goes to speak to who Rex is as a as a man. I mean, as a clone, this this I guess disappointment 
or or whatever it is from Titus, this unbelieving that Rex would fight for the rebellion when he was a when he was an imperial trooper. Yeah, you you used to be a hero. Man, this line. That <laughs> I'm gonna. I think yeah, that gonna, line. I think we're gonna include this in the episode because this actually was a really great piece of writing. Because yeah, once he's once he's captured, once you know, Kanan is Kanan is like trying to or trying to get away. Rex gets stunned and captured. And I, for a second, I mean, for a second, I thought this might be the end of Rex. I mean, I I did too. Like I, I was like, wait, didn't he end more of this? And it's like maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's maybe I don't remember it right. I thought maybe this was the end of Rex, and that this is how we write him off. Is you know he gets to give one last goodbye or to help the rebellion to kind of you know get them off on on their own. But right, I I remembered you know there's the the, the theories about Rex being at the Battle of Endor, and I was like, okay, so he's not gonna die, but. Yeah, but what what's happening here? The the scene where Titus Admiral Titus is just going to humiliate. You know, I'm not going to kill you like the hero you were. I'm just going to decommission you like a piece of old equipment. Yeah, and I'm throw like, you out into oh, throw you out into space and be forgotten. Man, the 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 interrogator droid. I mean, the just this whole scene, and the fact that he's like, no one's going to remember you. A clue. I had your number scanned, 7567 Captain Rex. You were a hero once. You and your kind brought peace to the galaxy. Why would you lower yourself to fight with traitors? Where is your loyalty? My loyalty was to the Republic, not your empire. I serve the order you put into place, Captain. I believe you want to do the right thing. Surrender all your compatriots, and I will offer you not only immunity, but reinstatement at an Imperial Training Academy. You could wear that armor and be proud of your service again. Oh, I'm proud of my service. I really hate this armor. That's unfortunate, because you are going to die in it. you and then you get this great scene where Kanan is like I mean I will and I'm like <laughs> yeah. yes like that's what the Jedi that's what Kanan's role is is to be that guy who's like no no I don't think so yeah, we're we, not doing that we got this yeah I just I loved this scene I and this might have been the first moment of this this at least in several episodes of this series where I've gone like that's what I'm talking about, Rebels. Like, that's what I need you to be. <laughs> that's what I expected this show to be. And getting to see that, I mean, that that made it's this the, episode all worth it. It's honestly. the hell yeah like moment. It is. You're absolutely right. It is the hell yes moment of this episode where you go, all right, screw you, Empire. Like, we're going to do... We're, we're not playing this game. 
we're, we're going to we're going to beat you. And I, I don't know. For me, this was worth the price of admission of watching this episode just for this scene alone. Um, just phenomenal. But then we we do pivot from there. Um, so once we do re- we do rescue um, Rex, and we're running through. You know, we escape from the ship into the escape pods and where we're picked up by the Phoenix home. Um, and we, we, we neglected to mention there is a, a little subplot in here where Chopper, um, excuse me, sabotages the, the interdictor wells or the gravity wells on the interdictor. Um, so that right. when the creature, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a little plot where you got to disable stuff. I mean, whatever, yeah. like, uh, all right, cool. I mean, it, it needed to happen so we could escape, essentially. That's that's where I'm at with that. Um, but I, I did like the way that they got away this time was that when they they power up the, the gravity wells, it sucks everything into the interdictor. That was pretty cool. Um, and I liked that it didn't just suck in the Imperial ships, that it sucked in the Rebels. And, you know, they're like, no, just give it time. Like, give it a minute. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Um that explosion, man, that, that drawing or that animation of that explosion. It was nice. That I, was I appreciated art. it. That was art. I really did like that. Um, and then the scene with Callus where he jumps into the, jumps into the system and he just has that like shitty grin on his face where he's looking at like, well, maybe you should have perhaps taken my, my, uh, <laughs> my advice and we wouldn't be in this situation like I, I thought this was a great ending to a really good episode and I thought it was I don't know I, I really enjoyed this episode in case you can't tell um, <laughs> I'm very very happy with this episode that's because it was fantastic it was indeed it was indeed we got to see a lot of character development I think we've actually resolved like the whole I I mean, we'll we'll see if I eat my words next episode, but I think we've actually res- like resolved the Kanan Rex like kind of thing, where it's like, no, I'm here for my friend. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, oh, friend. Like, interesting. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was an excellent, excellent little. You know, yeah. hey, we're not we're not just pay, you know co compatriots. We actually, I, I like you, and I want you to survive this, and I want right. to you know keep doing this with you. As it it like seems to show a moment of hesitation before Kanan goes back to get him, but I'm like I don't I don't think there there was I think it was a this is this is what we do like he's not we're not giving up on him mm-hmm. he's like one of he's us. yeah it was a great episode I'm glad to be back on track I I really did feel like we were maybe losing losing a little bit of the thread with this this season but i am very very happy that we're back on track for this this season um and next week is an even better episode of future of the force um i forgot that we we kind of pull out of this pull out of this tailspin very quickly um and we are <laughs> we are back onto show shit is going to happen and it's going to happen yeah, shit, very shit quickly. is getting real mm-hmm. it is indeed which is super exciting because the show is awesome. It makes it makes doing the podcast more fun when shit actually happens. I will say that. That's that's <laughs> the best part of the podcast. That 
Well, Snark, that's that's what I had for this week's episode. Um, but I do believe I was promised a little bit of a tease about uh, oh the high re- the high republic the high republic. Do you, are you ready to go into the high republic now? Sure, we can we can chat about the the high republic for a quick second. Absolutely. So I'm only I'm only like thirty percent forty percent into the into the book because I have a screaming pterodactyl that keeps me from reading at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot harder to focus, but it's it's a little bit. Like it's, it's. I feel like it's well written. The story is compelling, and it's just like I don't give a shit about these characters yet. Like, because you don't know them, they're just introducing them, um, and the way they introduce them is it, it's, it's a little bit slow, and it's in the middle of a crisis. So, like, okay, here's these couple people, and this is what they're doing. Here's these couple people. This is what they're doing, and they're all kind of scattered around trying to resolve bits of this crisis. Um, so it's. It's interesting and compelling, but not like one of those where it's like, um, I'm going to stay up until two in the morning and read this because mm. I need to make sure that I know what happens. Just so that's that's kind of where I'm at on it is that I don't care about the characters yet. It's, I'm I'm not even halfway into the first book, um, but it's you know some of them like in that the very first like few chapters like there's there's a lot of I think I mentioned it before like there's some heartbreak that that occurs and you're like oh shit like this is this is getting real and like the jedi come in to save the day and kind of do kind of mm. uh, but like i haven't met the big bad haven't met like any of any of those yet so it's just like this this group of intergalactic peacekeepers with a mystery to solve you're like oh okay cool and you start i'm starting to get pieces of what the jedi are like and what the different in the different relationships are so it it's almost like halfway through this book and i'm still still in the the introduction because it, it, it kind of is this is the introduction to the high republic and i know they flesh this out significantly with it with the comics and the multiple books and all this you know the multi-prong multimedia thing uh, so i know they're they're fleshing this fleshing this out but it it still feels like i'm on the first couple pages even though i'm halfway almost halfway through the book that can be frustrating, and I think that's what a lot of a lot of books are trying to be. I feel like that is one thing I feel like a lot of books are trying to be, especially Star Wars books, is they're trying to recreate that feeling of like, you know, I am your heir to the Empire. I am your, you know, uh, Rogue Squadron. I, I like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you don't have to, those books weren't those books at the first chapter. You know what I mean? Like they... They yeah. took their time. They made you care. I feel like a lot of author, authors don't really – they don't make you invest in the character and make you care about the character first before giving you, you know, this is the, the main point of the, the series. This is the – why well, you have to care about us. This is the, you know, that kind of thing. But I think that's what they're doing with this with this book. But, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll find out soon. I, I think the chapter I read last night is – some of the bad guys okay um kind of introducing them so it's like what's the foil going to be but at, at its at its heart right now it feels like it's just a, a mystery and like i ate it then most you know books can't be like don't don't try and be the rogue squadron from the very first page don't try and you know be, be the entire universe from the first page but the, this feel it feels very very methodical and i'm 
I'm I'm waiting to care about the characters. That can be the, the one... problem. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a couple of them that you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you also don't have that that link and attachment of, oh, Wedge is here. Oh, Biggs is here. Oh, Luke is here. Like you don't have that attachment yet because there is nobody. Like this is a brand new, brand new set of peoples. Do you ever feel like so your it's, it's interesting? Fan... And it's a it's tough. Do you ever feel like your attention span doesn't hold for books like it used to? You know, like, I mean, part of it is, is the Netflix culture of like, I want it now. And I, I wonder if those books right. will ever, if anything will ever, you know, hold my attention and make me want to, you know, sometimes you get into a good book <laughs> and you do stay. I cannot too. recommend the fifth season enough. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh my God. Those are so good. If, if any of y'all listening have not read the fifth season, the N.K. Jemison. I think that's that might be how you pronounce that name, but it's fifth season, Obelisk Gate and Stone Sky, the Broken Earth trilogy. Okay, it is phenomenal. Like it is so well written that it it's it's like that feel. You know the, the like those dystopian novels. Like I I love like young adult dystopian novels, mm-hmm. like you know Hunger Games and uh, Red Rising and all of all of those. This is like that for adults. Okay. Like this is written straight adult fiction. This is not a this is not a young adult, you know, written down written to that level. Um, which is which is great because I can blast through those books. Like this is very good writing. I mean they won they won the Hugo Award every year they were released. Wow. Every all three of them won I think it's I think they won the Hugo Award. Whatever the that's the top yes. sci fi award, right? That's quite yeah. an accomplishment. The, so each each book won the Hugo Award. So I think she won it three out of four years. Winning one Hugo Award is... I mean, the yeah, Hugo Awards basically... They're excellent. Yeah, Hugo Awards are basically like, hey, buy me, put me on your bookshelf, read me. Because, I mean... I, I, wow. Yeah, these are these are very good. Okay. So that's a, I know it's not Star Wars, and we are House of Nerd, not House of Star Wars. <laughs> Well, and I think that's the thing that, you know, I think we've slowly over time slowly started to peel back the curtain of, you know, we do like other things and we are starting to uh, show that we, you know, certainly have other interests. But but Star Wars, I think, has our has our heart, or at least has my heart. It Um, does. That is that is what I what I grew up on. Star Wars and Seminoles football. I have to be honest. (laughs) I, I have to be honest. It's going to be very hard. For me to not turn this into a Falcon and Winter Soldier podcast um, in just a few weeks, um, I also am pumped oh for Falcon and Winter Soldier. WandaVision, I am not caught up yet, but I just happened to see a spoiler mm. for something, and I oh, sad. I, not a big spoiler, but enough of a spoiler. Was it, was it where a certain book went? No, no. Okay. This was a spoiler about a character. I'm hoping this is in the show, um, but I'm just going to, I'm going to throw this out there because I don't know if this is real or not. Um, but I'm, I saw an image of what looks to be Iron Man and Thor and Captain America combined into one character. I don't know what this is about, but I am freaking interested and I cannot wait to get home to my wife so we can watch WandaVision. <laughs> well, it's certainly not a spoiler that I have seen. Okay, good. I'm excited to, I'm excited that this wasn't a spoiler. Um, but I think that's an appropriate note to leave it on. Um, I think we've, we have done this episode to do justice. I think these folks, the, 
that that delivered this to us, I think, uh, director uh, Brad Rao and, and writer Matt Misinovich did a phenomenal job um, on this episode, and I am I am well pleased, uh, well, bravo, well happy with this episode. But we will be back with you guys next week um, when we dive into episode ten of the second season, the Force, uh, the future of the Force. But for now, we'll leave it as we always do by letting the snark take us out. May the force be with you. Always. We'll see you guys next week.